0: What I want you to do quickly, you know there's a river on the inside of you, and I want you to take your hand, I like it when you listen when you're half drunk, is that fine? Okay, (laughs) take your hand, put it on your head, and say, Father, thank you for just filling me afresh. Just imagine the river just flowing out of you, Just, just experiencing right now. Just be filled again. And just say, Father, just fill me afresh. Fill me afresh. a fresh and filling. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In this time, we really need to be filled. What's happening in the world, you need a fresh filling. Just be filled. So I would like you to stay in whatever you caught up place you are. I want to share something with you that um, Pastor John, if you were watching live stream, I think it's on the the first one in January, beginning of January. And he brought out some points there that um, I was like, wow, I like that. And I want to bounce off from what he shared. And um, if you can remember, he said that year 2021, 20, awaken. So I'm going to awaken. So, uh, J.D., you're going to awaken. I'm going to awaken. Awaken, and one of the points, awaken to know Him. Awaken to His truth. Awaken to His power. And awaken to His purpose. And that's God's <laughs> promise for you and for me. I don't want to be, I, I want that. I want to get to know you even more. I want to know you. I want to get to know. But, you know, there's a sense of it's very important to have the correct theology. It is so, so important to have the correct theology. Since the COVID and the lockdown, oh, my word, who's heard weird stuff going around? Who's really heard, like... It's the end of the world. They've said it how many times, and every time it just like comes and goes, oh, you don't even apologize. Mm, something wrong with that picture. But you know, there's so it's weird stuff going on about the vaccine and the oh, my word. And uh, it's so very important to have the correct theology. And it's in this time, I've seen even when we did lockdown, the first lockdown, we've heard some it's like. We're standing. Yes, I might have, but I'm standing. And you could, you really, you saw the word of God has become such the foundation in the members of Christian Fellowship. It's like we really stand on the word of God. Because the word, the uncompromising word of God is being taught. And it's very important to have the correct theology. Otherwise, you're going to be so fearful. And, and it's just like, <laughs> it's just so much junk going on. You know, and so I want to talk about something that I've heard so many pastors mention about the kingdom of God is one day for the by and by. It's like the kingdom is when the rapture is going to take, or after the rapture, or when you die, you're going to enter the kingdom of God. That is not true. The kingdom of God is here right now, and it's in you, in me. It's not when you die, and it's not when the rapture, we don't even believe in that junk, but um, sorry, we don't. But the kingdom of God is here right now. If you believe the kingdom is one day, you are robbing yourself from a life that is of rulership, of reigning. You are robbing yourself from something so important, which God wants you to step into. And I want to talk a little bit about the kingdom today. And um, just to touch on certain things, and I'm going to bring in some pointers. Who knows Miles Monroe? And oh, I was watching some of his stuff. I was like, oh, wow, It was. And I'm going to bring some of those pointers in because it's stuff I didn't know. And I thought it was so, so, so uh, good to bring it in. If we believe the kingdom is for one day or whenever you think it might be, then what did Jesus come and do? Did he just say, okay, the human race is a big mess. Okay, so let me come save you. So when you die, you go to heaven, but the rest of the life, you're going to have hell on earth. You can just, you know, go with the flow. Things are wrong, you know. What did he come and do? Or did he come and establish a kingdom? And did he make you part of that kingdom? So let's jump into this. God is a king. Let's go to Psalm 47, verse 6 to 8. Sing praise to God. Sing praise. Sing praise to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. God reigns over the nations. They think they're in control. Ha, ha, ha. i got a story for you. He reigns over every nation. God is seated on His holy throne. It might not look like He's reigning. He is reigning. You might not experience the kingdom in your life. The fact is, the truth is, there's a kingdom. And it's for us to believe it even more. It's for us to believe the kingdom of God is here. Jesus came and established a kingdom. Now, Genesis 1, verse 26. You know, Genesis 1, God created the heavens and the earth. And verse 1, verse 26, that God decided, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them, you said it, over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over their livestock, over all the earth. Over all the cre- creatures that moves along the ground. Now, the writer of Genesis, and part of our Bible study with Sats, they brought this and It was so beautiful. The whole Old Testament is kings and kingdoms, kings and kingdoms. If you read, you know, it's, it's like the Babylonian kingdom, and it's, the, it's kings and kingdoms right through. So, when the writer of Genesis wrote the book of Genesis, you wrote with their situation, their mindset, He wrote it to their understanding of of kings and kingdoms. So what kings used to do when they had a kingdom, they used to put like idols, images in their kingdom to reflect their glory, to reflect their majestic power and authority. Here comes the writer of Genesis. God, let us make man in our image, in our likeness which means let them reflect me. (laughs) Let them reflect my glory. Let them reflect my nature, who I am. And God wanted to be king over his creation. He wanted to be king over Israel. He didn't want a king. Now, Adam and Eve, he gave, um, now we know about Samuel, 1 Samuel, chapter 8, where Israel wanted a king. And Samuel was like, he was so upset about this. Why do they want this? And God says, it's not you. You haven't done anything wrong. Give them the king. But there's terms. When you get this king, do you know what you're asking for? And they actually said, we want a king like all the other heathen nations. <laughs> That's just so wicked. You know, God's a cavalry okay, well, you want it. You can have it. And right here, you just see how it rises and falls. Prophets would speak, and they just would kill the prophets because they don't want to listen. Right through the book of, Je- right through the whole Judges, you just see them just are, but God in His grace continuously came, and He wanted to be a king over His nation, Israel. He didn't want a man king to rule. Daniel, let's go to Daniel 2, verse 44. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. Now, Pastor John and I were talking a little bit as well, and I think a lot of what I'm sharing today is what he was talking, because he's busy with his book of Daniel, and it's really, really interesting. And um, and when I saw this, I'm like, ah, I'm sure he's touched on this before. But God is, is, he came to establish a kingdom. He said his kingdom, it will endure forever. Now, let's jump to round about the Genesis. Now, let's first go to Isaiah 9, verse 6 to 7. We read this, especially by the time of Christmas, which is a beautiful. But I want to jump also then to verse 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of peace. Verse 7. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Now we read that also kingdom. I might be under correction here, but you know, a government, there's a difference between a kingdom and a government. A king rules, what he says goes, he makes a decision. This is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. And we're doing it. If you're not doing it, look at King Nebuchadnezzar. You get... chopped. You get killed. A government gets governed by a body of people. Are you not king? Is he not king of kings? Is he not lord of lords? He rules with us. He reigns with us we've got we've got responsibility romans 8 the whole creation is moaning and groaning for the manifest sons of god to be revealed he will reign on his father uh, in his David, uh, on david's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever the zeal of the lord almighty will accomplish it Jesus was a king. Let's go to Matthew 2, verse 1 to 5. And <laughs> to us a king is born, child is given, but Jesus was a king. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judah, and during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east called to Jerusalem, verse 2. Where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? And we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Jesus, that was the star of God. I'm going to establish my kingdom. The king, God, Jesus, the king, come and establish in the kingdom. Now, you know this. And if you've heard Pastor John, Prophet Gribbison talk about it as well. When Jesus would speak, the kingdom of God is at hand. He was, now, how close is it? At hand, right here. The kingdom of God is right here. Matthew three two, Matthew 4.17, Mark 1 verse 5. The kingdom of God is right here. Now, when Jesus, when he preached, he preached the kingdom and performed signs, wonders, and miracles. He didn't preach a rapture theology. Oh, no, just leave everything. And then he healed the sick. And I wonder you'll be, you know, you'll be raptured and then you know he preached the kingdom which means he's preached dominion he preached for you to rule and reign and with preaching the kingdom he performed signs wonders and miracles it's a sign of the kingdom have you seen signs wonders and miracles yes we have we've seen people get healed we've had signs of the kingdom of god I'll read this. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sick and every disease among the people. Luke 17, verse 19 to 21. I'll just read this. Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees, actually. Yeah, It was actually quite interesting. And he said unto them, Arise, go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. It's just a miracle took place. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God should come. So they asked him, okay, well, you're a king. When is this kingdom? When is it Yeah. He answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not in observation. Neither shall they say, lo, here or lo, there. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. There's another translation. which says the kingdom of God is in your midst. Jesus, I'm in your midst. This is the kingdom. You are a kingdom. You've got the kingdom of God on the inside of you. Carry on with Jesus' ministry. He said to them, I'm going to go. If I can't go, then this Holy Spirit, the Comforter, cannot come. He says, but when I go, I'm leaving you. He left a couple of things. He's left. I'm going give to give you my peace, but I'm going to give you my spirit. Now, if Jesus is the king and you've received the spirit, you've received the spirit of the king. They of Pentecost. We know that. You know, they're all together in one place and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. You have received the Holy Spirit. Revelation 1 verse 6 and 17 verse 14. You can go read it. That, you know, we are kings and priests. Now, Miles Monroe mentions certain concepts about the kingdom, and I'm going to bring this in here. What is the kingdom? You know, there's different. I'm going to carry on with some other scriptures as well. But in, he mentions certain concepts of a kingdom. A king is never voted into power. A king's authority is in his birthright now, you can think of scriptures. We're not born of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed, which is the word of God. (laughs) Your authority is in your birthright, son. A king can't be voted out of power. A king's word is law. A king personally owns everything. He owns everything. You Hmm. Jesus teaches his disciples, you know, we know the, the Father's Prayer or the Lord's Prayer. And in the other section, it says, "Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We don't always see the kingdom. And it's good to pray, Father, I don't see the kingdom of God in my situation. But right now, I believe you have done it. Jesus, I believe the kingdom is here. And right now, I, I just want to thank you for the kingdom of God in this situation. And I'm going to operate. I'm a son. And I'm a king, and I'm going to rule and reign. And this thing is turning around right now. Now, Matthew 6, verse 31. Your number one priority is not necessarily God's one number one priority. Matthew 6, beautiful verses there where it says, The Gentiles are seeking all these things. So that's your number one priority. Our number one priority normally is, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to sleep in? What are we going to drive? What are we going to... All these kinds of stuff. That is normally our number one priority. That's not God's number one priority. God's number one priority. Do not worry about what you shall eat, number one priority. What you shall drink, number one priority. What you shall wear, number one priority. Verse 32. For the pagans... They run after all these things. But your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Now, what is God's number one priority? Verse 33 Seek first the kingdom. Not that it's lost and can't find it, desire it. Go for it. It's like, God, I want, I want the kingdom of God manifest in my life even more. And His righteousness. And all your number one priorities will be fulfilled. We need to make sure, what is my number one priority? And it's tough, especially when you're like, there isn't food. Okay, my number one is, Jesus, I'm going to come to the king. I'm going to come to him. You're my number one priority. This is not my number. Just you're my number one priority. And this will be added in. Now, Miles Monroe mentions certain things, and you can see it. And I'm sure you've been in places where... It's just religion. It's like... Now, you know what? Religion produces a system. Religion produces a system. Step one, step two, step three, step four. You must pray so many times. You must fast so many times. You read your Bible so many times. It produces a system. I'm not saying you shouldn't do it. (laughs) But a kingdom produces a culture. In this culture... We read our word. In this culture, we love. In this culture, we give. In this culture, we pray. The kingdom produces a culture, and that is what lasts. And that is what, oh, wow, this, I want to be part of this culture. I want to be part of this kingdom culture. Now, if the kingdom was in the bar and bar one place somewhere, we are really missing out certain aspects of the kingdom, which it doesn't make sense if you think it's one day. Romans 14 verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of your first priorities, okay? eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and of joy in the Holy Ghost. Now, let you know, in heaven you don't need the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I'm going, so I'm leaving something behind. I'm leaving comforter behind you. I'm leaving my spirit behind to help you, so that you can manifest me and present the kingdom. You don't need the Holy Spirit in heaven. You don't need the righteousness in heaven. You don't need peace in heaven. You don't need joy in heaven. You need you, and all of those can only happen in the Holy Spirit. So, have you received the Holy Spirit? You've received the kingdom. Righteousness can also be very much linked to God, and the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm in right standing with God. Peace. Jesus says, "I'm leaving you my peace." Joy. Ha. <laughs> righteousness. Peace. And joy in the Holy Ghost. The joy of the Holy Spirit. Right here on earth, not for one day. So, if you think the kingdom is for... Mm, doesn't make sense, then he must maybe speak to Paul about that scripture because something wrong with that. So how do we experience the kingdom of God? We need to be born again. You need to be born again. You know, Jesus spoke to Nicodemus about, you know, you had to be born of water and spirit to enter the kingdom of God, John 4. Believe like a child. When Jesus says, how's the kingdom? How's the kingdom? Like these little ones. Do not harm them. Believe believe like a child. We need to get out of this thinking and really believe like a child. You are my father. And, you know, my children don't worry about anything. Everything is sorted, but they don't know. Ah, Don't worry about stuff. But they just believe in mommy and daddy. They've got it all sorted. How much more us, if we can believe like that towards God? Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Romans 4 7. Spend time with the king. This one thing I think it's very, very important because when I heard Dan Molo mention this once and he said that if you've got an apple, you squeeze it, it'll be very weird if orange juice come out. Sometimes we as Christians, myself as well, when we get squeezed, what comes out? My identity as a king must be... So much more real than my situation when I get squeezed. When I get squeezed, I'm a king. Who the are you? I'm a king, I'm a king, and you will submit. I'm ruling over the situation. And I know the situation is so real, and your thoughts are bombarded. It doesn't change the fact that you're still a king, and you're still a priest. You're still a son. We can't throw that out and say, I'm not that you're not, you are a king. Righteousness, we are the righteousness, peace and joy, and have our priorities, right? You are a king. The kingdom of God is on the inside of you. I mentioned this morning earlier, it's like we need a move of God. I don't know, but you I, I look at this news and look what's going on even in South Africa. You know, God, I need the kingdom of God just to manifest even more all over the world in my life, you know, I need to represent the kingdom even more wherever I go, in places where I go I am the righteousness of God I'm a joy, I'm, I've got the joy of the, when I step into a place, the kingdom of God steps into that place and I change things around me all around me, I change it so what are we going to do now so how awesome, you've got the kingdom You've got the kingdom of God in the inside of you. I just heard so many pastors, it's like, oh, the kingdom one day. I'm like, when you die into the kingdom. Really, it doesn't make sense to me. So I want you to right now, you know what you're going through, what you are battling, what you're struggling. I want you to just say, say, God, thank you for the kingdom of God just to manifest in my life even more and I want you just to get with God right now and just say, "Father, I want to thank you that I'm a king. My identity is in you." From today on, things will change. I will not just submit to the day-to-day things, and I will not just submit to the things that brings me down or discourages me, but I will rise up in my authority as a king. And I will stand represent you even more. Stand now in your thoughts. Stand up in your authority as a king and start proclaiming some things. Right now where you are, there's some changes that need to take place and it's not taking place. Some of you really right now need to say, I'm a king and you, you're, you're going to move. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It can say to this mountain, be rooted up and move. It's spontaneous faith. This thing is changing right now. This sickness is going right now. There's somebody with, I don't know last year here, you're battling with ulcers. That ulcers are disappearing right now in Jesus' name. It's gone. Cancer, go. You are a king. You are a son. You've got something to give. You have authority in your voice, in your speech, in your walking, in your talking, in your touching. Oh, Say, uh, I was actually quite, I was uh, watching uh, Joseph Prince, and he was saying, 2021 is going to be year of fresh vision, of purpose being restored. I saw it, I'm like, I must be. I forgot about it. I think it's, share that, what you just said.
1: I just feel like because of the cares and everything that we went through in the last year, we've lost and we've been distracted from what kingdom is and I feel a lot of people and I'm included in that have lost clarity of the vision that God wants you to achieve because you've been so weighed down with just getting through and putting one foot in front of the other that you've you've lost that passion you've lost that I know where I'm going God has spoken over me and I'm I'm excited and I can see clearly. And what God is saying is, if you hook into kingdom, he will not just restore and clarify for you to see as though you've never seen before what his vision for your life is, but he will give you the strength you need that you don't feel inside of you right now. He will actually enable you. And with that clarity, he will bring of, this is where I am in the kingdom. This is what he wants me to do. You will start running in a strength that you've never had before.
0: So right now, just get a fresh vision. Say, so God, I'm um, just remember the prophetic words. I was just thinking of that song. I can see clearly now the rain has come, the rain of the spirit. So let's just pray. Just clear my vision again. Right now, just get, just say, Father, you've given me these prophetic words. You've said, I'm going to redo this, I'm going to reach this, I'm going to. So, right now, just restore the vision. Restore the vision. the vision. Vision restored right now. Awakening. Huh? Awakening a fresh fire that will just start burning afresh. Fresh vision. Fresh purpose. If you're the one that needs fresh vision, I want you to just, if you want to stand up just where you are right now, it's a prophetic action. I'm standing because I want fresh vision. I want to be restored in my, my thinking about where God wants me to go and what God's got in store for me and my family. If you just say, Father, fresh vision. Reawaken the things that I've even forgotten about that you've spoken to me about. The dreams I had. Some of you, I don't know, but I want to dream again. So I want to prophesy that over you, that you will start having prophetic dreams again. That God will reawaken your prophetic life, your prophetic dreaming. Thank you, Holy Spirit, right now. Everybody's standing, and even on live stream. Just a fresh vision right now. A fresh passion Right now, in Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Right now, Father, thank you for the fire of God. I will just burn in each one right now. The wind of your spirit, the rain of your spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Household, right now. Be caught up in that place, that secret, most holy place. So I want you to take your hand, put it on your own head. (laughs) Say, thank you, Father, that I have the kingdom of God within me. Thank you, Father, that I will manifest the kingdom everywhere I go. Thank you, Father, that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I have the peace of God, and I've got the joy of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that I am a king, and you are a king, and that I will govern with you. Thank you, Father, for your great grace upon my life, in
1: Jesus' name, amen.